please welcome to the stage for a conversation on veterans, President Jonathan Nez of the Navajo Nation and Secretary Dennis McDonough from the United States Department of Veterans Affairs. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Uh, what an honor it is uh, to be here with you today. Um, it was great to catch up uh, with uh, so many great friends downstairs, uh, friends who I've just been reacquainted with after too long of the pandemic. So it's great to be with one another in person. So thank you so much. Uh, before I go any longer, I want to say that I'm honored to join uh, each of you on the traditional and ancestral homelands of the Anacostan and Piscataway people. Indeed, as I always say, all of this country is tribal land where we live and where we work. I am honored to be here with a great leader, a great, someone who has contributed greatly to the Navajo Nation and to the United States of America, uh, and to veterans. Uh, we had a great visit in uh, Gallup, New Mexico. Just, several, just a couple of months ago together, uh, President uh, Jonathan Nez of the Navajo Nation. Uh, most recently on Veterans Day, I was down uh, here in Washington on the National Mall uh, it to unveil the National Memorial to the Native American veterans. Mm -hmm. Very moving day. Tell me what that memorial means to the Navajo Nation, uh, to Indian country, to you personally. Well, thank you, Secretary, and good afternoon to all the tribal leaders, and thank you to President Biden and Vice President Harris for allowing me to be part of the, this discussion. Um, first of all, I'd like to uh, begin by thanking you for your remarks during the uh, dedication of the National uh, Native American Veterans Memorial. <clears throat> As we know, there are many memorials in Washington, D.C., such as the three servicemen statue, and evidently missing from the memorial is a Native American veteran. Yeah. Uh, this is the first veterans memorial that recognizes and honors uh, the service and sacrifices of Native Americans, veterans, uh, American Indians, as we all know, and Alaska Natives serve five times the national average in the armed forces and have distinguished themselves in every major conflict for over two centuries. Tribes uh, continue to honor our treaties and our Native veterans have defended and expanded our democracy. This memorial honors our brave Native American veterans and service members who have courageously served and continue to serve in the armed forces, from our brave Navajo co-talkers to those in active duty. The Navajo Nation in particular have a unique place in history and have demonstrated patriotism to our homeland. 
in a sense, our people are the original Cold War warriors because the resources uh, needed to build a country's nuclear arsenal was mined from the Navajo Nation by our Navajo people. Hmm. Uh, the protection and advancement of American infrastructure has frequently come at a great cost to indigenous peoples uh, to include sacrificing our land, natural resources, labor, and even our lives. The memorial is the first step in recognizing and honoring the service and sacrifices of Native Americans. And we are hopeful that these efforts will not stop here. And a question to you, Secretary McDonough. With, with the passage of the PACT Act, what resources should Native American veterans know about to increase their access to VA healthcare and benefits? Yeah, thanks, uh, Mr. President. So the President Biden, President Biden signed into law on August 10th uh, the largest expansion of VA healthcare and VA benefits in a, at least a generation, if not ever, when he signed the PACT Act. You know, when I heard you talking about the storied history of Native American vets, I was thinking of an amazing warrior, Dwight Birdwell, who is just the recipient of the Medal of Honor from President Biden. And many of our, our Vietnam vets never felt welcomed at VA. Many of our Native vets of all eras have not felt welcomed at VA. And we are determined to use these expanded benefits to ensure that our Native veterans know that VA is here for them. So if you are a Vietnam-era veteran who suffers from hypertension and were exposed to Agent Orange, you have new opportunities in this law. If you served in Central Command, that big swath of land from Somalia in the southwest to Uzbekistan in the northeast and all those places in between, including Iraq and Afghanistan, between 1991 and 2021, there are new opportunities to you get, for you to get coverage and benefits. So the first thing I urge you to do is visit us at va.gov slash pact. That's P-A-C-T, va.gov slash pact. Or call us at 1-800-MY-VA-411. And we'll get you going in the process of getting your claim filed. First thing. Second thing is we are having... Uh, benefits clinics all over the country, including in Indian country, where we sit down with you to work through your claims. You'll hear more from Dr. Elnahal in just a couple of minutes, but we are prioritizing veterans in rural settings, as so many of you and your tribal members, your tribal brothers and sisters are. So we'll make sure that we are coming to you to ensure that you are getting uh, your opportunity to file your claims. In FY22, we hosted 17 such claims clinics and served more than 350 tribal veterans in rural communities, and we plan to host several more in the coming year. 
That's the last thing I want to say about the PAC deck. Please come visit us. Please call us. Uh, please join us in one of the claims clinics. Please get in touch with your veteran service organizations, including your tribal VSO. Because another critical way that President Biden is insisting that we make VA a partner for all veterans, including our uh, amazing Native American veterans, is through what we call the Tribal Representation Expansion Project, which we established to ensure that our Native American veterans and their families have access to responsible, qualified representatives who help prepare and present the, their benefit claims to VA. In May of this year, when I was last with the president, the Navajo Nation became the first VA-recognized veteran service organization. And we are thrilled about the work that we're doing together and thrilled about the, uh, the opportunity to do more work with other tribes in your VSOs. Um, thank you. So, Mr. President, maybe you could tell us a little bit more about the Navajo Nation's participation in the Tribal Representation Project uh, as the first VSO, uh, Tribal VSO uh, at the Navajo Nation. What has it meant for the, for, uh, the nation? What is it, any lessons learned uh, for other tribes? Anything that I can straighten out that we're screwing up? Well, thank you. Again, thank you for uh, meeting with uh, Native and Navajo veterans in Gallup uh, on June 28th of this year, where we announced the uh, Tribal Representation Expansion Project, TREP. Since uh, the Navajo Nation Veterans Administration was accredited uh, for TREP, 982 claims have been processed, and some of those veterans are receiving increases in their compensation. Uh, a few examples. Um, one of our Vietnam veterans' compensation increased from 30% to 80%. Awesome. And received $32,000 in back pay. I'm not done yet. Another Vietnam veteran went from 0% to 80%. In Iraq, Afghanistan veteran went from 0% to 60%. Great. Great. And here's another startling or a really interesting statistic. We also are seeing an increase in compensation ratings for services connected disabilities for victims of military sexual trauma. Good. Good. With staff uh, across the uh, Navajo Nation, our veterans no longer need to travel long distances to be able to file claims, nor do they need to wait for a federal claims event to come near them. Great. We are able to provide them with real-time updates on the status of their claims. The Advisory Committee on Tribal and Indian Affairs is finalizing the report. Included are the lessons learned. Great. Uh, we anticipate them submitting uh, to you their first annual report very shortly with recommendations to improve the program. 
Navajo has been working with a few local tribes in Arizona to put together their application for this program. Great. And if you haven't already, uh, you should start seeing new applications soon. Good. Question uh, for you, Secretary. Native American veterans face homelessness at disproportionately high rates, often due to inaccessible support needed to end their homelessness. What is the VA doing to address this issue? Yeah, thanks so much. Um, it's a heartbreaking uh, issue and it's a major priority for the president, which is why uh, as we, along with Secretary Holland, we're preparing uh, for the summit this year. Uh, the president made clear that he expected us to come forward with new programming, a new initiative, specifically to address Native American veteran homelessness. Mm. So we're announcing today, in conjunction with our interagency partners, uh, a new program. It recognizes the urban Indian community. We obviously are aware that 70% of Native people now reside in urban areas. Given those numbers, VA, along with HHS and HUD, through our White House uh, Committee on Native American Affairs, the Health Subcommittee, we are announcing an interagency initiative to increase access to care and services for American Indian and Alaska Native veterans experiencing at or at risk of homelessness in urban areas. Now, I'm gonna give you the top lines, but Dr. Elnahal is gonna to talk to you in depth about this uh, in the next session. But the initiative will involve enhanced partnerships with 41 urban Indian organizations, and will focus on intake and referral services to ensure that Native veterans are aware of and have access to resources already set aside for them. We expect this enhanced partnership could rapidly expand to include tribal health programs and the Indian Health Service in this effort to align federal homelessness resources to effectively and compassionately address our Native veterans who are experiencing homelessness as a manifestation of health disparity. This effort should offer significant relief to communities like Gallup, New Mexico, where we were jointly, as you just said, visiting this summer, and Oklahoma City, where I was just last week and co-facilitated a tribal leaders meeting uh, roundtable with uh, Chickasaw Nation Governor Atanabe just before uh, last week's Thanksgiving holiday. In each of those stops, I've seen up close this challenge of homelessness and worked very closely with tribal leaders like Governor Atanabe and President Nez to make sure that this new initiative is informed by tribal uh, uh, awareness, tribal experience, and tribal needs. So, uh, Mr. President, last question. 
what veterans-related initiatives have been most useful or been most exciting for you in the last year? What are some of uh, the things that we can do a better job of going forward in serving Native American vets? Uh, because again, President Biden said to me, your job is to fight like hell for vets. He didn't say fight like hell for some vets. He said fight like hell for all vets. And that includes our brave Native American vets. Thank you. <clears throat> well, first of all, I, I think we all appreciate the establishment of the VA Advisory Committee on Tribal and Indian Affairs. Uh, that's a big deal with uh, leaders from tribal nations across the country participating <clears throat> as part of that body. <clears throat> that committee, we see great things getting ready to happen for the VA. Some of those members uh, are here in D.C. Uh, this week. I just got pulled aside and uh, kind of put to work by three of them downstairs. So. Yeah. Uh, you all know Chief Bill. He doesn't take a lot of crap. So. Yeah, there he is. Yeah, Chief Bill, yeah, Nick Lewis. Um, locally, we are excited about our own uh, veterans housing program, as uh, was mentioned about helping our veterans get into homes. Um, we use our own Navajo Nation dollars to help build homes on the Navajo Nation. And for those that live off the nation, we use federal programs. Um, Section 184 program, where it was mentioned earlier by the HUD Secretary. Um, and we're building homes for our Navajo veterans. The Navajo Nation is looking forward to the improvements with the Native American Direct Loan Program. Uh, that would allow us to better assist our veterans back home with new housing. We would like to see continued efforts to improving our veterans' housing situations and them migrate into employment assistance and retraining. So we are making significant, significant strides for our Native, Amer uh, Native American veterans with uh, the partnership with the, the USVA. The other to note is that we also especially with the new Congress coming in, advocating uh, there in Congress. Of, of course, we all know uh, that happens continuously with new leaders uh, getting into Congress. Uh, you know, this past September on the Navajo Nation, Chairman Tanako, Tanak, Takano of the House Committee on Veterans Affairs visited the Navajo Nation and committed to help with the IHS, the VA joint initiative at the Gallup Indian Medical Center, uh, a new healthcare facility uh, to be built. Secretary, as you know, the VA reimbursement includes direct care service That's right. provided in the medical benefits package available to veterans, including inpatient hospital, outpatient hospital and clinic, ambulatory, surgical, and outpatient pharmacy services. The IHS reimbursement agreement serves as a template for the VA to enter similar partnerships with other facilities owned and operated by tribes. Tribal health programs that are interested in establishing a reimbursement agreement with VA can learn more about 
initiation, and implementation, eligibility and enrollment verification, and submitting claims at the VA. The Navajo Nation supports the expansion of the IHS, the THP Reimbursement Agreement Program, to include PRC and contract travel costs. We urge the, the VA to provide the greatest flexibility possible for tribal health providers and to reduce burdensome reporting requirements. We also recommend that all IHS facilities have a veterans enrollment specialist on site to ensure that our members are added to VA's system of patient enrollment as required by law. And again, I just want to thank you, uh, Secretary, for your leadership uh, and being a part of those discussions with our Native American veterans, and especially being the president of the Navajo Nation, our Navajo veterans. Yeah. So thank you. Well, Mr. President, thank you. And I thank everybody in, in the audience, uh, a particular, as the president did it in the, his opening comments, want to underscore my deep admiration for the unrivaled commitment to the defense of uh, this country by uh, Native American veterans. Uh, Senator Sullivan uh, on the mall at the commemoration of the National uh, Memorial called it special patriotism. People who put their lives on the line to protect rights for people like me. Oftentimes when they themselves were not guaranteed those same rights. It is an amazing sacrifice. And it's now you have you, you, you and your veterans having gotten our back, it's now our time to get theirs. So it's an honor to be up here with you. It's an honor to work together. Thank you all very much for the opportunity to be with you. Hey, John, Jonathan, Mr. President, we got a couple of questions. I told you, just, just like I said downstairs, he doesn't take any crap, so he's got a question. Hello, everybody. I'm a Vietnam vet, and I also on the committee that uh, you guys are talking about. First of all, I want to praise Jonathan Ness and the Navajo Nation for doing what they're doing and creating the T-Rex. But I want you to don't forget about the TVR, the Tribal Veterans Representative. Yes. Because this is a program where Nieces, grandchildren, and everything else are dragging the veterans back to the VA. As a TBR, you can only bring it up to so far, and that's where you need the service officers. Uh, Navajo Nation has created a place where they can start taking their veterans and helping them get past those glass doors that we have right now at the VA. In Alaska, and that's where I'm from, they open their doors every other day for the veterans to come. That's a, that's a roadblock. They say it's because it's a hospital. I tell them to put a trailer out in the parking lot so the veterans does not have another barrier to get to a service office. Because we're losing quite a few of them with COVID that went through. But by creating the T-Reps, and there's also one in Alaska. Stephanie's around here somewhere. I don't know if... Uh, She's right in front of you. Did he get his recognition? Not yet. Not yet. One in Alaska is followed and... I'm the second one that's trying to do all paperwork. 
but we've got to streamline it to continue education to become a service officer to help our veterans through the whole process because we thought we had help when we fought in Vietnam, we thought we had help when we fought in Iraq and Afghanistan, but coming home to our own VA, we should not have to fight this battle. And the only way to really assist a veteran through the system is through the service officers and help them. Thank you. I hear you yelling, so. Uh, and I don't mean to yell because I'm not angry. I'm just proud of what the uh, Navajo Nation is doing. And I challenge not only every nation and tribes to do what the Navajo Nation is, I challenge my corporations in Alaska to do the same thing so we can have a person that can take a veteran because anyone that's been in the service, when you got out, the last thing you wanted to deal with was the VA. Last thing you wanted to deal, it only took me 35 years to put in for mine. Now I'm a little bit older, but I tell these people, this is not a gimme program. This is everything that we have earned. Because when we first did it, we signed our name on a piece of paper that said, up to death. And you said you would take care of us through the deals. And with the behavioral health, they tell me I have, uh, they try to tell me I had post-traumatic stress disorder, but Buck says put in for fear of hostile military forces. That means when you're on the front lines and someone's shooting at you, and you're shooting back, and you see the bodies in the deal, you're a changed person. Today I'm going on 70 years old. Today I'm 19 years old, sometimes still back in Vietnam. I survived, and a lot of them, my brothers didn't because of Agent Orange deals. So I appreciate what you're doing, and when you come and talk to the veterans and talk to deals, this is what we need. We need to work back and forth. Like I say, tear down our towers between the VA and the Indian Health Service and work together to help our military vets. In Alaska, we help all our vets, okay? And the other thing that we really need to look at too is I was on a, a town hall meeting. Tom was supposed to be there. It was six o'clock in Alaska, so I had to stay up to 10 o'clock to get on this phone call. And one of the issues they brought up with is when you have purchase referred care and the patient goes out to a civilian doctor and he gets checked and then he has an x-ray or an MRI and the radiologist doesn't get paid because it didn't go back to the VA to get another one. It'd be streamlining it if you sent a veteran to a hospital to see a doctor that's off the military posts, everything that doctor prescribes is the same thing that your VA doctor would do. The reason I'm saying this is because the gentleman that said this is I am in collections. The same thing with uh, the copay. We have people that's in collections, that's ruining their health care. So even if you do get a loan, you got a bad marker against you. And the VA said that they would straighten that up by making sure, since they're kind of late on really implementing the copay issue, that they'll take care of it. So hopefully it will, and hopefully the same thing with purchase referred care, that the patient does not get to put in collections. Maybe these guys are, these are they're circling you there, like, yeah. like, like, the, like the North Vietnamese. Oh, so we'll go one more question. Yeah. Yeah. One more. Yeah. I got one comment to make for the secretary. Yeah. The mic is locked, so everybody hears you. 
Joseph Rupnick, I'm chairman for Prairie Band Pottawatomie Nation. I'm a service-connected vet, um, lifetime member of VFW DAV. Um, and we were just talking about this PACT Act, and I know that the PACT Act was first passed earlier this year, and it was supposed to be implemented in October. When I called up to the HRC to try and get those uh, charges reversed, Nobody has any guidance on how that's supposed to be done or what they're supposed to do. So that's all those service areas. I go to my care at Vision 15, which is a you know a Heartland district. Nobody knows how they're supposed to do that or what they're supposed to do. So that was just a quick comment. Um, if we're going to do that, we need to make sure that we've got folks that understand what's supposed to happen. Count on that. Thank you. All right. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, Chief, we'll make sure we keep following up with you. Thank you. Right. Thank you. And to all our Native American veterans that are here and that are out there, thank you for your service. We have honored that sacred agreement, as I mentioned, that treaty, uh, since we put our signature on that document. And many broken promises, right, from the United States government, but we see some light at the end of the tunnel. We appreciate the secretary and the administration for you know, honoring our Native American warriors. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you.